Hey, Caffeines. Welcome back to your midweek podcast pick-me-up, highly caffeinated and confused with Marielle and Julie. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode. We are excited to be back. We have lots to talk about. Um, we just had a crazy blizzard where we live. Yes, insane. We have like five feet of snow. Okay. I think there's like two feet of snow. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The laugh. Um <laughs> I was not here for it. I was actually in New Hampshire and they got like almost no snow. They probably got like two to three inches. I mean, maybe more, but it didn't look like more. Lucky you. I was here for the whole thing. Did you get snowed in? Like were you guys Basically, I didn't leave the house. I was too afraid. I don't drive in snow. Oh, okay. I was just saying afraid of what? Did something (laughs) something else happen? No, I don't like the snow. We did lose power in the morning for like- yeah, it was like 10, 15 minutes, around like 8 o'clock in the morning. Ooh. And then it came back on, and then I went back to sleep until like 11 o'clock. Oh, my God. I haven't slept that long since I was in high school. Yeah, it was nice. Well, maybe not, but probably, yeah. I know. Yeah, I heard that we lost power here for a little bit. But, um, yeah, so we basically just stayed in the house all weekend, um, watched Netflix, hung out, made food, got fat. It was fun. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Um, so on last week's episode, we got a ton of feedback um, from you guys about basically how you guys relate so much to not having your life in order. Not specifically Mal not having her life in order. <laughs> just it, it's like a general thing that, you know, it's either you or somebody you know just is not where they thought that they would be or where they think that they should be, even though there's no real like timeline for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we wanted to talk about that on today's episode, just about how there's like a, you know, like a, like a timeline that I don't even know who came up with it. I think probably just like our parents, like you look at your parents and they were married young and they had their jobs and they had their house and all this stuff. And you feel like you have to fit into that same timeline Mm -hmm. and it's just like a different world right like people Mm -hmm. are not doing that as early yeah and I saw somewhere that someone said basically the way life is set up it's set up for people to fail like right now how everything is going yeah and like well even yeah I guess right now and even back then just like the timeline like at 18, you're supposed to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. What 18-year-old knows what they want to do? They can't even decide what they want to have for breakfast. I know. I feel like if you I, – I feel like you've had to have known what you wanted to do for a while. Like, I specifically feel like people who are, like, nurses or teachers or doctors, they mm-hmm. knew that that's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, most of them. I mean, I don't know because yeah, I'm none I mean, of that. I there but are I've, people that – did like go back to school later on in life to be nurses but like I get what you're saying like doctors because that takes years mm-hmm. of schooling or like teachers like you had a teacher in school that you loved and you just mm-hmm. were like I'm gonna be a teacher one day mm-hmm. or you played sports your whole life and you were like I'm gonna be a physical therapist or I'm gonna be a coach or something yeah. like that you know I feel like if you were one of those people and like you really knew what you wanted to do then that's totally different but like I changed my major like three times it took me like seven years to get out of college Mm -hmm. and I think I only got out because I just like picked a degree to get out because I was so sick of school because I truly didn't know what I wanted to do honestly that's kind of what I did I when I was um, applying to colleges and or my senior year of high school I really didn't know what I wanted to do and I was just asking my parents like I don't know I don't know what to do this and that 
And then my mom's like, oh, well, why don't you try occupational therapy or physical therapy? And oh, I really? didn't. Yeah. And oh. so my senior year when I had inter- an internship, I was able to do it. Um, I actually did it for physical therapy. And I liked it. And then once I graduated, there weren't any schools in this area that had physical therapy. It was just occupational therapy. And I was like, you know what? I don't really care. I just need to go to school and do something. So I was like, I guess I'm going to school to be an occupational therapist. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So they had the program, the associates program that I did. And then I worked for two years and then went back to school to get my master's. And but I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I kind of just did it and stuck with it because I was like, I'm not going back to school to do something else because right. I don't like school. So I just stuck with it. And now here I am. You don't like school, but my dog likes you. I know. You happy? <laughs> oh, Winnie, she loves you. Okay, sorry. I won't get you excited. Seriously, stop. Um, yeah, I went to school to be a psych major, which is interesting because at the time I like sincerely needed a therapist. Um, so I went to school for psych and then... I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, and actually I was like super deep in my eating disorder at the time. And I decided like, what better, what better degree for me to have than a nutrition degree? Mm-hmm. Even though I, I handled nutrition so wrong. I just thought that I could tell other people what to do. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing so bad in school because I was never there because of my eating disorder that I changed my major again. And the, whatever I had the most amounts of credits in was like a liberal arts thing. So I got a degree in psych and a degree in English and I was done and that was it. And I haven't, I think my degree is framed somewhere in this house in crooked. It is crooked. Didn't you go back to school? No, that was all. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was just seven years of. Okay. Cause I remember when you were finishing up. Oh, I went to UMass Lowell. I switched schools. Yeah, I was going to say. I was at UMass Dartmouth, and then I went to UMass Lowell. Um, And I really don't know why I went to to UMass Lowell, to be honest. I do actually get very sick when I drive by UMass Dartmouth. (laughs) I said that to Joe the other day. I feel ill. Uh, I never really. I just went there for parties. Okay, I never went there for a party. I lived there for, like, three months, and I don't even know why I wasted my money because – I didn't do anything. <laughs> they did have good food though. But um, yeah, didn't they have a Wendy's inside there somewhere? I was definitely not eating Wendy's, but they had I, I was thinking like they had good hard boiled eggs and good grilled chicken, you know. <laughs> That's kind of like the diet I was on at the time. True. Um they had good air and diet coke. Um <laughs> so anyways. Yeah, back to uh, um yeah, I don't use my degree. It's hung crookedly in a mirror in a mirror, a frame somewhere in this house, and I'll probably never use it. that's okay but I feel like I'm not alone in that I feel like like do you feel sometimes like when you're like like you see people we went to school with and like they're doing like complete opposite of either what you thought they were going to do what they Mm -hmm. said they were going to do or what they got their degree in and Mm -hmm. you're like wow yeah I feel okay yeah like you were going to school to be a doctor but now you're a farmer (laughs) so I'm not the only one who doesn't know what they want to do yeah or whatever I don't even know yeah and even though I did go to school and I finished like at the time I was supposed to, mm-hmm. I'm still not where I want to be in life. Not because I didn't want to be, obviously I want to be, I want to have a house, I wanna, but just the way things played out in my life, I finished my master's at 26, but I was just enjoying my life and having fun. And I mean, I was saving money, but I also 
wasn't saving. So I was like, oh, I'm not with anyone. I'm not going to buy a house anytime soon. I'm going to go somewhere. And I wanted to move to D.C. And I was going to rent an apartment with my sister. So I was like, oh, I don't need to do this. And now fast forward a couple years later, I'm like, all right, time to uh, switch gears and actually buy a house. But also, do you feel like you didn't know how much money you needed to buy a house until you went to buy one? Because, like, they should have maybe gone over, like, buying house 101 in school. Yeah, Maybe that's a little something. tax stuff. Not that I do my own taxes, but I know a lot of people who do, and I feel like I would totally mess that up. Like, I know houses, like, obviously I knew houses were expensive, but I didn't know exactly how much money I needed to have in my savings for a down payment for the house that I want. Right. And they said, I mean, obviously you can... Like they say 20% is good. You can mm -hmm. buy without the 20%, but obviously that's good to know. And I'm sure mm -hmm. people would, you know, act 20% of what? 20% is know a lot. what, what your house, like what, how much a two, two bathroom, mm -hmm. four bedroom house is going to cost. Well, it's totally different now too. Yeah. Like the but market is so crazy. And... When we bought our first house, the market was so different. And I remember we sold like in the beginning when things started to go crazy and we thought we made out like bandits and mm -hmm. we did for that time. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you had waited but had now. We waited. Holy crap. <laughs> we would have, Oh my God. I, we would have made, it would have been insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, we still did well and I was happy with that. I was just happy to get out of the house because it was by the water and I thought we were going to blow away in a storm. I thought we were going to sink <laughs> into the ground. Like I just couldn't wait to get out of the house. But yeah, it's crazy. Like, but yeah, so now I'm like at a point where I'm going to be 30 this year. I want a house. I want to have kids, but I can't have kids until I have a house. And it's like, how do I get there? Help me. It's hard. <laughs> it's wicked hard. I feel like you're either like in your, where like you did everything you needed to with school. You got a good job. Like you make good money. You do, you know, you have your career like laid out for you. Mm -hmm. But then like the rest of your life you feel is lagging. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like your life is lagging, but I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, cause there really is no set timeline, but people have perceptions on there being a set timeline. Cause my parents were done having kids by the time I think mom was 34 when she had my brother or 33. Okay. So I'm done having kids. I'm 29. Yeah. I got married when I was 24. I had my first son were when I was 24. Yeah. I had my, oh my Joe was 23. I had my first son when I was 26. I had Jack when I was, I just turned 29. He was born two weeks later and I'm done and I'm in my forever home. But and... I, my career is not a thing. Mm -hmm. I left my job of 10 years during COVID because, well, we don't really need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say when someone doesn't treat you well, you don't stay, whether that's a job or a relationship or your hair salon. I don't care. You get out and you don't stay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't have, I feel like I like went to school for nothing because my parents told me to go to school. So I said, okay. And well, now who knows? You might use that after the kids are out of the house and in school. I mean, at least you have it as a backup, I guess. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I guess also if I, first of all, wasn't 17 when I went to college and wasn't forced to go right away, I probably would choose something different that could be used in like today's world, like something in like marketing. Yeah. Because marketing is so big, so mm -hmm. especially with social media. Yep. 100%. That's probably what I would have done. Yeah. I feel like I would have done something different. Probably, yeah, in marketing or the tech world, 
just because that's where everything is headed. Where, yes, there's always going to be a need for people in the medical field, but I think I touched on this um, in last week's episode. People who work in the medical field just don't get treated the way they should for all the hard work that they do. Especially with COVID. I feel like I've talked to a lot of people who get just treated like a garbage bag Mm -hmm. and like we need them more than anything. And we're like, hold on, we need you. We can't live without you, but we're going to treat you like trash. Mm -hmm. Would you have picked a different career knowing if you had known about COVID and what it was going to do to the healthcare industry? 100%. And also because of student loans. That's another thing that they don't tell you about when you're 18 going to school. They don't mm-hmm. say take your classes at a community college mm-hmm. or stay. I did do that at first. Stay local if you can. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a huge emphasis. I remember in high school, you probably do too, when you got to the media center. Is that what it was called? Yeah, I okay. think so. And you could take a left or a right. If you took a left or a right, there were two huge boards and it was everyone's acceptance mm-hmm. letter. Yep and their name mm-hmm. and you felt like you see all these prestigious colleges and and i'm like wow i think i'm waitlisted at, at umass Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. like and it's kind of like a shitty feeling yeah i didn't get into like any known schools no me either i was waitlisted at worcester state which is where i wanted to go did you feel like there was like a big push to do like um so like i i love fashion in high school Mm -hmm. and there was like a huge push on like the private colleges like Mm -hmm. LaSalle, RISD, stuff like that and like Mm -hmm. nobody stops you and is like hold on this school costs $60,000 a year and you're going to get a degree and you live in an area that you can do absolutely nothing Nothing with it so maybe you should go to BCC Mm -hmm. until you find out what you want to do. Because you're going to take even if you are going to school for fashion design or like something else, you still have to take those core co- core courses of like English, math, mm-hmm. which you're going to, you can take those classes for half the price at a community college. Even like, and yeah, I feel like you should start off either at like a local state school that mm-hmm. has like a, you know, like a set tuition or like mm-hmm. a tuition that's like monitored at least or a community college mm-hmm. because Chances are you could take a class and then totally change your major based off mm-hmm. of a class you took in your first two years. Yeah, and you just paid $60,000 to take the same classes that you could have paid. Yeah, like, no thank you. Yeah. And, like, I I started off at a community college. That's where I went and got my associate's degree. So, luckily, I don't have any um, student loans or debt from that. But to get my master's, it was a private school that I went to because it was a bridge program. And I came out with eighty thousand dollars in student loans. This dog makes me want to drink and not <laughs> coffee either. Uh, yeah, so I went to UMass, which is like like a normal tuition, like a, an affordable school. Then I went to BCC because I was changing my degree, and then I went to um, UMass Lowell. All like affordable schools, but I still had no idea what I wanted to do. And I took almost double the time that the average person would take. So I, oops, that scared me. Um, So I was just, I don't know. I was really in for spending money apparently that I had to pay back. So that was really fun and and wonderful. Yeah. So if any of you guys can relate to the situation, feel free to uh, reach out and um, just let us know how you feel on this topic. 
Because I know a lot of people can relate. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot to be said about this topic. Um, we're actually going to be having a guest on in the next few weeks. She is a guidance counselor at UMass Dartmouth. Um, and she has a lot to say about like the work-life balance and this time conundrum and just experiences that she has with her students. Um, and I think that that would be super interesting mm -hmm. um, just to hear it from her perspective and then, you know, what she sees and then her journey. Cause I know that her journey wasn't super linear either. Um, and it's just actually, it kind of was, but it kind of, it's more like yours, I would mm -hmm. say. Um, and yeah, I think that it'll be really good to get perspective from her. So oops, is he sleeping? No. Jack is here again. Almost though. Oh, he's almost sleeping. Mom's favorite words. Thank you so much. <laughs> so yeah, so that is what is coming up. And that's we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move off. Sorry, I'm so distracted by my sleeping son for a second. We're gonna move off of this topic because Ooh, he's out like a light. He just banged his head into my chest. Um, I need to know. I can't talk about it like I thought I was going to talk about it. But I need to know from our listeners if you guys have watched The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. <laughs> I don't. I can't even repeat that. It's almost as aggressive as my Starbucks order. But I don't feel <laughs> bad about saying that because they came up with the name. And if they wanted me to say something different, they would. It's so long. It's so, it's <laughs> such a mouthful. Um, I watched it in four hours yesterday while my oldest son slept. Yes, he does sleep for four hours in the afternoon. Um, and it was so good. Mal is going to watch it. Yes, I'm going to watch like it. Like by next Wednesday or what are we, yeah, what are we I will, plotting on? I will try and watch it by next Wednesday. Okay. Um, or at least some of it. No, no. <laughs> they're half hour episodes and there's eight of them. You can okay, do it. You okay. could go home tonight and watch half of it. Yeah, but I'm watching Ozark. Like I said, you could, could go you could you have to watch this one because it's only eight episodes. Um it is so good. I let I, I need you guys to let me know if you watched it. But I was telling Mal that it's like you don't know if she's crazy, if the people around her are crazy, if what's happening is really happening or not if you're actually losing <laughs> your mind and then the end is just like i actually had to google what the ending meant because i was literally so messed up okay maybe i will watch it tonight. honestly i was fucked up if i not, felt fucked i'll up. start watching it on thursday when nick is at the restaurant because i don't know if he'll want to watch i mean maybe he will I told Joe we were going to watch it when we were coming home from New Hampshire. I'm like, oh, this is a cool show, and I'm so excited, and I want to watch it. And then he came home from work yesterday and was like, hey, do you want to watch that show tonight? And I was like, no, because I already watched it, and it was so good. <laughs> and that is a downfall that I have. I, I watch all the shows I want him to watch. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that next week. Um, so moving on, I wanted to talk about – I don't – I think you saw – on social media last night, the mm -hmm. passing of Miss USA. I think mm -hmm. she was Miss USA 2019. Yeah, was 2019. Was it, is it Chesley? I feel bad. Yeah. I don't want to say her name I think wrong. it is Chesley. That's how I was pronouncing it. Yeah. Um. So I guess she had been battling with depression really bad and nobody around her, ow, nobody around her knew and she commit suicide. I believe 
she jumped off a balcony yeah. at her residence. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Which is so super sad. Um, obviously, condolences to her family and yes. her friends. Like, that is the saddest thing. Um, but I think it really brings things into perspective. Like, we have talked about before that social media is, like, such a highlight reel. Like, if you looked mm-hmm. at her social media, you would think she was living the life, mm-hmm. right? Like Perfect life. And right. Like, she has everything that she wants, maybe everything mm-hmm. you want. And she was also a lawyer, too. Was she really? Mm-hmm. No kidding. And I think she was a host on Extra yeah. TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just doing all these things, and she looks so happy. And inside, she's just so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually how it appears. Like people put on this front that they're really happy and there's nothing wrong, but really they're super depressed. And even though everything in their life, it seems to be perfect from the outside, they're just suffering and they don't tell anyone. And I think that's so dangerous. And I don't mean like that. If that's what you're doing, that you're doing something wrong. That's like, I think it's more of like a coping mechanism than anything. But I do think it's dangerous in the aspect of, like, so many people are going through the same thing. And to just know they're not alone, mm-hmm. to know that you're not alone, if you're going through that, is could be, like, a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you're always posting, like, this highlight reel, other people whether they're, you know, depressed or anxious or whatever is going on, they're, they're comparing themselves to you and they're trying to like keep up and put on a front, like everything's okay. And if they were just maybe a little more honest or maybe felt like they weren't alone, they, they could get help or somebody yeah, would know or somebody could help. Something and... Right. Because most of the time you don't know. Because you just see someone who seems so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like, on my mom page, I i mean, I post happy things because I am, like, half happy, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm also half not happy. <laughs> so I just think it's important that, like, you keep it real because you have no idea how many other people are out there feeling the same way as you mm-hmm. and they're just dying for someone else to say like I understand and like Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you it's totally okay that you feel this way Mm -hmm. um so yeah I just wanted to say that I think that that's super sad I wish that more people were open I wish that mental health wasn't such a stigma I wish that people could get the help that they needed without the fear of being judged Mm -hmm. whoa this which I am glad that more people are starting to talk about it and it's not as bad as it used to be but there, cause there's still a lot of work that can be done for mental health. I wouldn't say that I myself have suffered from anything major when it comes to mental health, but I know a bunch of people that are really close to me that do. So I've definitely seen it firsthand and mm-hmm. it's, it's rough. Yeah. And I don't think that there's enough resources for people. Mm-mm. Um, I think that some people have access to really good resources, but I think a majority of people don't have that access or maybe don't know how to get it. And I think also, and I could be wrong, and this could just be how I personally feel, but I think that our generation is a lot more open. I think that there's obviously a lot more mental health issues in our generation, but that might only be because we talk about it more. Yeah, like I think like before they didn't. Yeah, like I think people like our parents' age and maybe a little older 
it's like kind of like toughen up and get over it. Like this is life and it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. And I just think that there's some things that are more than that. It's a little bit deeper than just move on kind of. So, I mean, I'm sure that they have a ton of mental health issues in there. Mm -hmm. But they just choose to overlook it or not talk about about it. it. Right. Right. So that's why it seems like we're all just a bunch of crybabies, as they would say. But that's Mm -hmm. just not the case. I think that we're just trying to create a a safe space and a place for people to feel comfortable talking about what's going on. Right. To help prevent suicides or even like the mass shootings that's from mental health issues too so i feel like talking about it can help decrease those occurrences and just kind of make the world a safer place yeah because if you open up the door to talk about it you also open up the door to see to notice signs i think when Mm -hmm. somebody isn't feeling right or when somebody's maybe doing something i don't know overcompensating Mm -hmm. um or basically asking for help without asking for help. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss this dog. This is what I'm gonna do. Um, I think the more you talk about it, the more you learn, the more you can educate yourself. And then somebody doesn't necessarily have to say to you, "Hey, I'm struggling." Yep. You can just kind of notice um, by the things that they're doing and all that jazz. Yeah. So if you guys are suffering with anything and you don't feel comfortable reaching out to people that you personally know we are here as well for that judgment free zone not affiliated with planet fitness though because i hate purple and yellow well Um, i actually go to that gym so (laughs) (laughs) i used to work at that gym so um yeah and obviously we're not like mental health no people but i have resources we can find you resources if you don't feel like you have you know, the kind of support system that you would need to get them yourself or if you just feel like talking and just at least telling someone if that would help. Yeah. Like the goal of this whole space is just to be honest, I think, and to just create a safe environment. Like that's really all we want. We Mm -hmm. want you to feel as safe as we do talking to each other, honestly. So that's, that's what I got. Yeah. You got a what the cut moment you want to share with the, po- with yeah. the folks? I hate you. <laughs> That's my what the cut moment of the week. I actually don't really think I have one, but I'm going to let you go because it sounds like you do. Yeah, so on to the what the cup of the week. This is just a funny story that happened to me because I'm clumsy. Um, obviously, we got all the snow. And me being me, I wanted to be nosy and go outside on Saturday before the storm was over. And so I go, I open up the door. Well, I had to shove the door open because the snow was all the way up to the door. I go to take a step outside thinking it's a level ground because the snow was level to the floor. I go to take a step out. I roll down the stairs, just fell into the snow, rolled it was so embarrassing. Like on the main road where people can see you? No, I was on the side of the house. Oh, man. But people still could <laughs> still could have seen me. I don't know, but it probably was. You hilarious. can see where you, where you park. You yeah. can see where you park from the street. Sometimes yeah. I look and just wonder, mm-hmm. is Mal home? Like, <laughs> yeah, usually I am. Only on Wednesdays because that's Wednesdays. the only time I go oh, down there. I really want to go over there on Wednesday. Ooh, I'm going tomorrow. You guys Maybe can we'll come. Go. 
Okay. I'll Do you want to come? Yeah. I'll see if you want to I love Mexican food. <laughs> all right, guys. That That's it. That's all we have for this week. Um, Friday, we're actually going to record one of our um, Friday night wine nights. So that should be fun. Um, we're going to record, record it early. Yeah. Um, I think what we're going to do is put up um, like a little post or an area for you guys to ask us questions. And they can be funny questions, serious questions. We just want to make it like a good time and have it be funny. So we'll post that a couple times throughout the week so we can make sure you guys don't miss it and put those questions. Are you saying in. that we're not funny though? No, we are funny. But Okay, well I'm just a little bit offended right now. But <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's it's okay, I guess. Um, yeah, so that is the plan. That's gonna be on Friday night. So maybe we should have the guys make an appearance. Yeah, maybe we can have Joe give a lesson on all the words. My husband this weekend was coming out with the craziest words. Apparently, there's like a whole sub-language out there that I have no idea about. He listens to the Full Send podcast, and I feel like that's how they talk. So, I mean, I don't know. I've never listened to that. So, yeah. All right. That's what we're going to do. Maybe they'll make an appearance. Hopefully... We make an appearance before the wine kicks in because we get loose lips sometimes, yeah. you know. So, all right, guys, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed. Please make sure to check out the Instagram page, um, and make sure to leave us questions for Friday night. And also, and if on- you want to remain anonymous on those questions, just let us know. But if not, um, we might just say this question's from so and so. But if you want to, like I said, be anonymous, just let us know in the question. Yeah, or just send us, instead of typing your question in the question box, just send us a message. Yeah. Because they don't really let you type. Yeah. So, all right, guys. We'll talk to you Friday night. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Instagram. Leave us a review on Spotify and Anchor. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.